welcome to Still Interested, Christmas bonus edition. I'm, as always, your Santa's, uh, I'm going to say, workshop foreman elf, Ben McAllister. And I am Jackson Newsom, Santa's little helper, the dog from The Simpsons. Yeah, hey, that's pretty good. That's why I'm playing tonight. And as you can see, for the first time, this goof is going to be ruined, <laughs> because obviously we're on camera, and you yeah. can see our lovely guest. Hello. Uh, oh, I'm so not used to being on camera. This is okay. <laughs> I didn't think of a cute analogy for myself before we it's started. It's okay, we did them on the fly. Yeah, neither okay. did I. Just yeah. take a minute. Um, the, the beauty of the medium is that we can edit down all the time that you're thinking. Oh. Just make sure you're completely still, though, hmm. yeah. is the important thing. Yeah, just everyone just wait in complete <laughs> yeah. silence and stillness. I don't know, my mind just goes to straight to ho, ho, ho. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What we can do with that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we at the point where you're saying your name, though? Is yeah. My name's Kirsten Flynn, and I'm very happy to be here. Our special guest, Ho Ho Ho, I don't know. Yeah, a little poem. Uh, oh identity's a mystery, which is a shame, because she's on camera. Why don't so, you take, take a little seat? Have okay. this for your eggnog? Yeah, so of course, it's it, this is our Christmas yeah, bonus episode. Well. So we're actually going to do something a little different this time. We've all got eggnog that uh, Jackson and I whipped up this very evening. Yeah. It's good as well. It's fucking delicious. And uh, Alton Brown. Yeah, this is Alton Brown's recipe. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> probably make it. won't. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You, you, when you edit it, you'll you'll, re- you'll yeah, remember. Why not? So in case you want to make your own eggnog and drink it along while you watch this, just mm. pause it now, go make the nog, and then come back and, and drink it with yeah. us, your friends, for Christmas. <laughs> so we're gonna do something a little different this episode. Something that we've ever done before. We haven't actually just watched a movie. We're just going to talk about, like, Christmas movies in general, some of our Christmas experiences. We're just going to see how it goes. It's very yeah. free-form, like, kind of experimental jazz music. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're all going to make beautiful experimental jazz. Who wants to start? I'm happy to start. Yeah, with I my, love that. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, with my yeah. basic bitch uh, Christmas movie. I don't know. Are we, yeah, allowed, basic to, bi- are we allowed to say bitch on, on air? <laughs> yeah, I think we... It, we want to get through the senses, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. we'll be okay. Our manager upstairs is really going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cracking Ho, um, ho, ho, here you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'd like, like to nominate, um, I would like to nominate um, uh, Love Actually. Of course, an absolute classic. As the go-to Christmas movie. Would you say that that is your go-to Christmas movie? Yeah, like every Christmas? It's, not, it's not Christmas unless I've watched it on TV and danced along. Danced along? Now, dance you know along. The, no. Oh, but, uh, in the White House. The, oh no, not the White House. <laughs> I've only seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the one. And he went more, never more. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen that movie like twice, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I understand it's a seminal classic. Mm-hmm. But do you like? Do you have like a, a ritual associated with that film? Do you watch it with your family? What's the go there? I like to watch it alone. Really? <laughs> with some wine. Wow. That's wow. truly depressing. <laughs> okay. you know, the, Thank you. The thing Merry that's Christmas, always... everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's always fucked me up about that movie, has made it hard for me to watch it more than mm. the twice that I have, mm-hmm. is that Andrew Lincoln's character is just right. such an irredeemable creep. Like, he's just such a complete fuckboy. Like, he shows up uh, at, yeah, like, his yeah. mate's house yeah. on Christmas to creep on his one. wife. Yeah. To creep on his, like, best friend's yeah. wife, yeah. like, out the door. And that he's doing that whole old. really lame thing where he's just like, I'm in love with you. That's your problem now. Goodbye. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. really. Because, like, that's just such a calamity to give someone. I know. Right? Just, like, Merry Christmas, deal with this. <laughs> like, because, like, what you're giving them is, like, well, you either, like, as Kieran Ivey does, goes and gives them a little smooch. 
much, mm. or you which don't. is also cheating. On yeah, mm. yeah. Sure, yeah. So, you or know. you don't, or that then that person's like, wait, can we actually talk about this like human <laughs> beings? Like it, that's asking rather yeah. a lot. I yeah, think yeah definitely. Yeah, it's just awful, and I will have no part of it. But other than that, <laughs> I, I I quite enjoy the film. I actually, funnily enough, it's also uh, my probably go to Christmas film in the mm. sense that. Um, I think probably for the last, like, five years at least, like, me and my brothers sit down normally after a uh, Christmas Eve dinner, which is what we do with my family, and uh, talk Very to a uh, slice of love, love, actually, for dessert. Well, so. that... <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty good. So, I guess yeah. we should, like... Uh, I don't really know how we're going to do this. We're yeah. going to give this movie the still-interested treatment. Yeah. So, I guess, like, what is it about this movie, Kirsten, that you think is ripe to be remade a, a scant oh. handful of years after it was oh, yeah, originally no, put true. on film. Well, you know what? I don't know that it's really qualified to be remade, although people have certainly tried. They've, have they? They've done the, the Valentine's Day. Yes, they did, yes. Well, and what? Valentine's Day, actually? Yeah. <laughs> what was it's, that it's, called? It's called, yeah. actually, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all the people that forgot about Valentine's yeah, hang Day. Hang on, I looked this up. Yeah, yeah, no, um, And I guess... I'm not sure which one came with, um, first. But I... Taylor Lautner and uh, Taylor, oh, Taylor Swift was in there. Ashton. Very young Hollywood. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutch, the Kutch is in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I so. I love that. Hey, what's really? it called? Valentine's. With Mila? I think he's a flower delivery guy. With Mila? Is Mila in... I don't think so. <laughs> is it the young Hollywood crew? Valentine's Day, actually. There's no such film. No, it's it just, just called Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's just called Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Man, that's a cast. You got Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Biel, Bradley Cooper. Ooh, it is that young Hollywood crew. Yeah. All the handsome people and All the beautiful the ladies. Yeah. We got Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey. Whew. Mm. Little bit of uh, McDreamy. McDreamy up in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> you can't avoid it. <laughs> Gary Marshall did not make Love Actually, though. So... Wow, that's a man. That Do yourself a favor and go to the Wikipedia page of Gary Marshall over on Play the That's that's something else. Yeah. I assume like Paris Tim was a similar format. I assume that came mm. before Love Actually, but mm. the whole like eight to twelve strangers moving their way through lives with their own stories, only to come together in some brief way. That slightly resembles the narrative. So here's a little quote from the Wikipedia article. Valentine's Day is noted for sharing similarities with the British film Love Actually, <laughs> particularly go. the basic premise of multiple storylines occurring around a popular holiday hey, and sometimes yeah. identical subplots. You did it. I watched a movie. You did. Uh, <laughs> many blah 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 criticize, uh, describe the film, an American copycat, Love Actually, blah 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> Wow, that's pretty rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's some rude things said about this movie Ooh. that I won't repeat because no. I love Patrick Dempsey. I no. just can't get yeah. enough. I mean, you ever watch Grey's Anatomy on TV? Oh, dude, Shonda Rhimes? Love I used it. to watch some of that Grey's Anatomy when I was a wee boy. Yeah, I used to. Do you remember that whole Code Black episode? I do, dude. Yeah, oh, right? Man. I remember, like, do you remember those right? like, big TV events like Channel yeah. 7 yes. with advertised? Yes. It would be like, they had like chasing cars 100%. playing yeah. and then there'd be people like running in slow motion yeah. and then like the music cuts out and it's like Grey's Anatomy, Code Black. Black. I think Coming. I've seen probably like eight episodes Ugh. of my life, but one of them was the two-parter uh, Code Black. Oh. It's, a, it's a tearjerker, that oh, one. Oh, jeez. I've watched it... I've watched that now, particular episode probably five times in my whole life, and I will still cry. Now, please... Torrentially. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but is the premise of that film that, like, some dudes are fucking around with an old RPG they find, and accidentally, like, one dude shoots his friend and gets, like... <laughs> 
like a rocket like, propelled rocket. grenade. Yeah, like Jesus. in his stomach. It's or it's, it's like like because that's what it is. It's this oh, guy yeah. that has like a fucking like yeah, grenade. They, live grenade yeah. embedded in his stomach. Like, doing reenactments. That's and they, and oh they, shit. They built a yeah grenade launcher, oh, and then the man. wife comes in. And she's hysterical, and she talks about how there's this thing, and it went through him. And then because there's an ex army like, guy, yeah. who's one of the he's an old trauma surgeon from oh, the shit. army, okay. and he knows that there should have been a and all the shrapnel should have wrecked him, but it hasn't yet, yeah. so it's still in there and it could detonate at any second. What I remember like quite vividly is like the bomb team finally gets there. I think it was Meredith the one with her hand inside him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense, and then, right? Yeah, seeing as the great, show is yeah. not called. McDreamy's Anatomy. <laughs> Although it should be! Um, yeah, and I, I didn't really remember like the bomb team coming in, taking over, and being like, don't worry, we got this. Walking like three steps and then detonating. <laughs> and it's just like, so like Meredith Grey's there like, I got this, and then these guys come in and they're like, don't worry, we're the bomb squad, we got this. And you literally see them barely walking away, and then they just detonate and explode. Yeah. And it's like, they're the bomb squad! I used to watch the show, I do not think I ever actually saw the Kovac episode. Oh. I'm just aware of it as like a phenomenon. A TV event. Because yeah. of yeah. the fucking Channel 7 promos. No, that that goes hand in hand with that. Do you remember during season one of Prison Break to bring back an old still interested <laughs> favorite when there was that like that shot where like uh, there's like the big prison riot and like Michael Schofield's like in the infirmary helping Sarah Tancredi get out and then there's yeah. that thing where like the snipers have like their guns trained on him through the window and like there's all these fucking like promos that like how's he gonna get out of this yeah. one there's like shots of Wentworth <laughs> Miller, right, Mikey, like with yeah. his hands yeah. up and like the like red dot on oh, his man. chest what a great show <laughs> yeah so those two things are inextricably linked <laughs> in my mind yeah um, definitely okay. anyway Love Actually yeah. was there not like a sequel that was planned for the, for Love Actually I swear to god like like recently do you think it would have been called of... well let's do this now I, I would suggest Lovelier Actually okay or perhaps Love More Actually yeah what about Love Me Two Times what about Homer, actually? What about love accurately? Oh, and it's just oh everyone about being arches. really unhappy. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty crushing. Love, I would say love accurately. I feel like is the name of the behind-the-scenes documentary about yeah. the making of yeah. love actually, yeah. and it's like all the like CD cast <laughs> infighting, and they're like, "This yeah. is love accurately." How do you feel about me hitting us up, seeing as we are talking about love actually, and uh-huh. not in fact Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> Although Grey's Anatomy is a worthwhile mm. experience to discuss. Yeah. Um, what about a little bit of trivia? Just to, to give it the old cylindrical treatment. Thanks. I'd love some. As quickly as you could. Yeah. Mm, if you please. Mm. Okay, Chris Marshall. Anyone know who that is? Is he the, the horny ginger guy? Yep. Yes! Okay, there you go. One. The horny ginger the guy. sexual ginger man. Well, this probably would have given it away. Chris Marshall returned his paycheck for the scene where the three American girls undress him. He said he had such a great time having three girls undress him for 21 takes that he was willing to do it for free. 21 takes. He did it for free and returned his check for the day. But, like, but, but, like, you don't... You don't then have sex, though. Yeah. It's just people undressing you. And not even to, like, dick out, right? No. This is a... What, what is this movie rated? Like, M at hardest, uh, right? Well, but they don't maybe show it, anymore. but maybe. Maybe that was the secret. No, You think there... it's M-A? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking... I... But, like, it wasn't... Yeah, it cut out to them, like, they had their silhouettes the silhouettes the wall, yeah you know? but you don't see, you don't see the silhouette of a dick though That's yeah no. there is no way this movie it's like a silhouette of a side boob yeah of course reflecting on, you know yeah, yeah. but the actors out. didn't return their paychecks yeah it was him. no exactly and, and not it to was mention, him being stripped down to his it, underwear did you say 21 takes 
Yeah, 21 yeah. takes. The thing was, like, they already had paid him. That, like, required him <laughs> to go, like, back <laughs> to them and be like, all right, you know, I actually loved getting stripped and down. And it was probably, like, a whole oh. paycheck, so he probably went in and was like, right, the- that sex scene was 50% of my entire paycheck. It was rated M in Australia, for yeah. what it's worth, so he can't have been getting that raunchy. I thought, yeah. I thought maybe you meant, like, he had to return the whole thing. Oh. Like, he was like, I'll do the two for free. <laughs> that one scene, those 21 takes of having... Well, were there boobs in that movie? Yeah, there was. Because um, yeah, there's, there's a proper sex yeah. scene in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, oh, man. When the Hobbit... You know, that's... The Hobbit? Yeah, like, that guy that plays the Hobbit. Elijah Wood? No. Frodo. Bilbo? Elijah Wood is Frodo. Bilbo? <laughs> oh, 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 you mean from the, the Hobbit movies, the, the yes. recent ones? Yes, um, yes, uh, The British guy yeah. that everybody is oh, obsessed Martin with. Freeman. Martin, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Right. And, the and he does the sex scene and then they are just the, lighting on the nipples. But there's, there's, the, there's the actual sex scene with... Um, I suppose there are porn stars in that movie, hey, yeah. as like central characters. Yeah, yeah. No, but the, the actual down. sex scene with fucking... Um, the lady that has the the brother with special needs and her attractive office worker. Oh, that's right. Office worker. I don't they, they actually I, burned down. Did they? Yeah. Didn't she get the call and she was like... Yeah, but like, I'm pretty sure they get mostly undressed in it. Yeah. The lake in which Lucia Moniz and Colin Firth are swimming was actually only 18 inches deep and they had to kneel down and pretend to be in deep water. It was also <laughs> overrun by mosquitoes and Colin Firth oh, was no. badly bitten and his elbows fell up to the size of an avocado <laughs> requiring medical attention. So that man oh. suffered for his art. It's one of the biggest films of all time, surely. Would you? Would you? Would you say? <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, but sure, like, in a cultural sense. Like, who isn't at least tangentially aware of Love Actually, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, true. that's true. I'm not saying it's like one of the highest grossing films of all time. No. But like... Should be. Oh, Shouldn't should. be. <laughs> You're very torn up about it. <laughs> Two of these are so fucking funny. The first one... In the version edited and broadcast in the US on the ABC Family Channel, the entire subplot of John and Just Judy, the characters in the Ersatz porn movie, is completely edited out. Aww. And even with those and other cuts, the film ran three hours with commercials. <laughs> so they, like, filled it up with commercials, took out a bunch of the raunchy stuff. But also, how fucking sick is American conservatives, like, oh, uh, the way they think about sex? Like, yeah. Did you see that thing, I think it was last year or the year before, where, like, there was, like, on Fox News or some Fox News affiliate, there was a picture of, like, a Pablo Picasso cubist, like, nude, and they blurred the nipples. Fucking like, they hell. blurred out the, like, abstract tits on this Picasso That's a parts and rec That's the onion. That's the fucking kind of world in which you're going to be like, oh, this fake porn scene is a little too raunchy oh, for TV. God. Do you reckon so you know how they have that Christmas party and the art gallery and there's the photo with the butts on the with the Christmas hats on Yeah. Them? Do you think they cut that out too? Probably. That would be a shame. Although they were censored by Christmas hats, right? Alright. So, yeah. so, <laughs> I think we should do this one. already there. I think we should do this one and then we should move on. Uh-huh. Which is to say, Hugh Grant hated the dancing scene because he didn't think the Prime Minister would do something like that. He's literally missed the point of why that's an interesting scene. It's like, oh, the Prime Minister's dancing. How whimsical and fun for our Christmas movie. But and also, then, a Prime Minister would 100% yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, for example, and I like, I don't like talking about the man, but like, <laughs> fucking when Tony Abbott got ousted from her as PM oh, in yeah. Australia, he threw a big fucking rager. And ruined a $12,000 marble table. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> broke a $12,000 marble table. Like, people in power will do dumb shit. Like, like Hugh Grant thinks that a president 
wouldn't, or Prime Minister wouldn't dance, but he sure as hell would have a relationship with a girl that works in his office. Like, yeah. he'd play along with that script. Yeah, that's... I don't know. Well, that seems more like, you I know, mean, I mean... I mean, it's sure, not yeah, realistic okay, sure, and yeah, believable. Yeah, okay, no, fair. But, but Bill yeah. Clinton's a terrible dancer. So. <laughs> I mean, but have you seen him play the sax? <laughs> like, seriously? He, he played the yeah. saxophone on SNL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's fucking amazing. It's very good. He's a talented man. Do you want to give us some taglines for this movie? I do. And, and of see course, as those uh, real hardcore SI fans will know, uh, sometimes we play a game of this, and sometimes I just read them out. And I'm going to just read them out. Because... Is it because they're too bad, or what? Uh, because... There'd be no game in this. Okay, then. Okay. Benjamin. Okay, please. <clears throat> Number one. Love actually is all around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Surely, Before. like, love is actually all around <laughs> works better. The best thing is there's no commas. Yes. <laughs> love actually so is just, all around. Yeah, it should be like love. Like, all, you know, like, yeah, like, love. Yeah, exactly. Like, love actually is all around. Not like. Love actually is all around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, which is a definite possibility. That's like going into like any department store in December. DVDs and Blu-rays of Love Actually are just all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what they're going for. Um, <clears throat> next one, coming soon. Actually, <laughs> okay, that's not just that's pretty, not fun. pretty good. Bit of a vibe there. Uh, another one, very romantic, very comedy. <laughs> <laughs> is that really yeah. one? The, pr- the precursor. That's like to a Doge, Doge meme yeah. in 2003. Yeah. That cannot be true. That is fucked up. Um, all you need is love. Is another one. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. And the last oh, one. Wow. It's all about love. Okay. Actually. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so those are the taglines. Listen, I mean, like. To be fair... They're modern Hollywood taglines. Modern Hollywood, and yeah. like, I would be like... Would you expect anything No, more? you know? And I think yeah. They were. We've certainly had stupider ones yeah. on the show. Okay, alright. What are we thinking? Are we moving on to the next film? Or are we yeah, gonna, let's, are we let's, gonna... let's roll on through. Alright, okay. Shall I go? Sure. Alright. My biggest Christmas tradition, every single year, my brother and I, on Christmas Eve, we make this Alton Brown eggnog, we drink it up, and we watch Die Hard. Which is the uh, ultimate yeah, Christmas movie. Of course, the 1988 movie uh, featuring none other than Bruce Willis as John McClane, mm-hmm. the man who showed up at his wife's uh, commercial Christmas party only to have it taken over by a band of terrorists headed up by none other than Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Uh, And then this one lone New York cop, without any shoes, has to go around and save Nakatomi Plaza and his wife and and win her back. I mean, what? (laughs) Bruce Willis' like music alter ego. Oh, Bruno? (laughs) Yeah, Bruno. Are you familiar with this? Uh, no, a lot of it going just straight out of my head, but that's okay. So Bruce Willis, like, after he became a successful movie star, decided Uh he wanted a music career. As you do. And so he has an alter ego called Bruno, which is, uh... Is he like a Latin American version of... I just saw, like, Bruce Willis with a really good tan. No, it's just Bruce Willis. (laughs) 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 Yours is way better, though. I think his, like, most famous song is a cover of Under the Boardwalk that he basically just sings. It's just just Bruce Willis singing Under the Boardwalk. But, Die Hard. A lot of people are going to tell you not a Christmas movie. 
I would say it's the ultimate Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas time. It ends with Frank Sinatra's Let It Snow. At one point, he kills a man, stuffs him into a Santa suit, and then puts him down in an elevator with a sign around his neck. It's very festive. Yeah, I didn't... It's... I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't use that in my thesis uh, yeah. for why it's a Christmas film, but sure. It, it's, you know, it's a Christmas movie. Tangentially related. It takes yeah. place over Christmas. It's the ultimate Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm. And it contains some of the greatest one-liners in movie history. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's, there's all the fucking y- yippee kaye <laughs> mother flipper. Thank you. you. Know, Thank God. Famous. I, I want to speak that like one that. No, exactly. That would be rude and crass. Um, but instead of that, in, in addition to that, there's a lot of really great shit that my favorite character in the movie, Theo, says, who is the hacker employed by Alan Rickman's Hans Gruber to break through the various locks on the safe in Nakatomi Plaza so he can get the millions of dollars of bearer bonds. And he says all this crazy shit, like he brings this like like rocket launcher into the lobby and like they're trying to like storm the lobby with this like armored tactical vehicle and it gets like jammed in the stairs of like the entry to the lobby and then they shoot it with this rocket launcher and he just goes, oh my god, the quarterback is toast! (laughs) That exact intonation. And every Christmas it just, it, it is... Re-embedded in my brain for another year. There's also uh, um, Reginald Val Johnson with uh, Oh yeah. I shot a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's also very good. I'm sorry, um, I don't have a I don't have a memorable quote to contribute. That's okay. Are you have you seen Die Hard? Have you seen Die Hard? I've seen parts of it. Uh, I fell asleep halfway through it. Mm, fair yeah. enough. Well, well, <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I not, like, not fair enough. Great I feel movie, like for some people, maybe you that's you know blasphemous. Blasphemous. But, yeah. Of course. I apologize. So. The things that make Die Hard remakeable in my mind are, are, are manyfold, and it's kind of complicated by the fact that they haven't actually stopped making sequels to those yeah, movies. Like, I know. They're still Can they making, just remake it? Yeah, they're still making Die Hard. Right? For, for like months, I was like, "A good day to Die Hard." Do you think that's enough of a remake? When is Jai going to get the chance to run the franchise? <laughs> I want to do it for Cylinder Yeah, really yeah. No, I mean, so like. The closest they came, I think, to like remaking it, because like they made the first three, like the seminal classics, Die Hard, Die Harder, and uh, what's it called? Die Hard with the Vengeance. Die Hard with the Vengeance, <laughs> aka Die Hard Three, starring and then Samuel L. Jackson. Die Hard Four Point which was what it was marketed as in Australia. In the States, it was Live Free or Die Hard, which so is so fucking great. Yeah. Now, but Die Hard Four Did that come out around the same time as like I Snack Two Point That like Vegemite <laughs> cheesy snack. Is that the whole? Is it all? Is it all linked? That's what it was tied into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, anything to do with like the the general digital revolution. <laughs> the best thing, really, really quick. Like, I, I, yeah, I, let's I, talk about I Snack Two Point I know. I know. I harp on about I Snack Two Point all the time. <laughs> But, um... Just doing a little Google. Like, yeah, years ago. It must have been, like, a decade ago or something like that, right? Like, when did Ice Sector come out? Tell me, Mr. Computer Man. 2009. Okay, nearly a decade ago. Uh, Vegemite had a competition to name their new spread. <laughs> I remember! Um, and so, basically, you just, like, like sent in all these entries being like, you should name it this. And the idea behind it was that it was just a... a cheesy version of this... Vitamin B based Vegemite uh, Dude, spread. Yeah, yeah. How did they not get sued? I know. Apple are so I, litigious. Yeah, you yeah. can't just use the lowercase i in front of things. Any, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> at the end of this huge, uh, this huge competition, uh, Australia wide, I would say. And the whole, it was. It was the. Competition I mean, I voted. I don't know about you. Yeah, certainly. Um, but uh, the winner was announced, and it would be called Ice Snack 2.0. And immediately everyone was like, that is the dumbest fucking name in the world. And I think within, within a fortnight, Vegemite had flipped and changed it to being called Cheesy Mite. Oh, just a really yeah. classic, unoriginal... But like, how, 
What's that guy's day like? Here's like, some... he's like, oh man, I named Adventure My Product, cool. And then has a whole nation be like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then it's changed to Cheesy Mind. Here are some headlines for you from 2009. It's official. Isodac 2.0 declared an epic fail. <laughs> that isn't the most 2009 internet yeah, sentiment I've ever heard. Epic fail in inverted commas. Uh, what do we got? Isaac 2.0, when brand naming goes wrong. <laughs> like, it's, it was, he was just this Australian hero. But at least they got in before the, like, the Bodie McBoat face and the Cheesy McVegemite face. Yeah. The... Now, that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. if, if, if there was a craft spread on the shelves called Cheesy McVegemite face. I'd eat that. I'd eat it w- mm. way up, even though it would make me violently ill. Craft, yeah. um, <laughs> we admit the new Vegemite name sucked and we're changing it. <laughs> now, that's... That... This article seems like it's this article seems to imply like it's from a press release. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's no, it's not an inverted commas. It's not in commas. It's not a quote. It's an interpretation of what they said. Who wrote there? Tim. Tim Burrows. This is hack journalism. Tim Burrows from Mumbrella.com.au in September 2009. I'm coming for you. Everybody tweet at Tim Burrows. Everyone tweet this article at Tim. Hang on. Hang on. Do you think is there a world in which Ice Snack 2.0 was actually created by Vegemite and they oh. were always going to do Cheesy Mite and it was a like a it was like a new Coke thing? Yeah, and they just, they just blamed it on that poor guy that out poor there. Guy. Jim Burrow. We all got, we all got. Jim's brother. That's the most magic thing. It was this rivalry. It's really gone very, very dangerous. We all got duped. Yeah. Anyway. In terms of Die Hard 4.0, when we're we're thinking about remaking Die Hard in the modern day, there's a couple of things I think I would change. The things you've got to keep, obviously. Very handsome leading man. Mm -hmm. Alan Rickman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think you may have have come across something which... uh, Yeah, yeah. we've got that hard light hologram technology now. If we can make Tupac (laughs) fucking perform at Coachella, then... uh, Is it Peter Cushing? Was he the... um, who was it from um, in Rogue One? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Grand exactly. Grand Moff Tarkin. We yeah. can do that now. So okay. we'll put Alan Rickman in the, in the picture. Yeah. Or, or maybe we don't need to, because what I'm getting to is we all saw the Freo Die Hard, Die Hard 4.0, and we thought, oh, cool, Justin <laughs> Long is the new face of Die Hard. You know yeah. Justin Long from yeah. the I'm a PC, I'm a Mac ads? Yeah. So and from uh, Zack and Mary Made a Porter. Of course. I mean, and, and several other good movies. <laughs> okay. I, I think that in the new generation of Die Hard movies that eventually star Justin Long, we gotta lean into that... <laughs> star Justin Long? As, as John McClane. Um, what? In, in, the, in the new generation of, of, that, think... of remakes. Yeah, I'm thinking he's the man to, to carry the franchise. Because you've got a built-in nemesis, John Hodgman, from the I'm a PC, I'm a Mac commercials. <laughs> so John Hodgman takes on the Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber role, Justin Long takes on the John McClane role, and you just play off the whole, like... Yeah, I'm a PC. Like, do you remember those I'm a PC, I'm a Mac ads? I, I do. No, These, I do. You don't like, know those ads? No, I don't oh know. my god. There's so much of this but conversation, I wish I could join in on. <laughs> so but also, what you're doing is you're taking Die Hard as this, like, like fucking, like, pinnacle yeah. of, like, 80s, like. Jewel of the Fates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then being like, and what if they were just like. Two like really computer heavy dudes, yeah, just kind of like dueling it out on their keyboards. Well, well, that's basically what Live Free or Die Hard was. It was all about like someone hacking the White House and like fire selling yeah, the nuclear code, but codes. proving that like Bruno could 
Yeah, still, still get it. it done. Put it, put it up against a computer, Bruno still wins. I'm saying this is the change, though, right? When they when they remake the franchise, they, mm. they do it up all about Justin Long. I think he's the man for the job. He's already got the credentials, you know? He learned from the best in Die Hard 4.0. Yeah. He was right there with Bruce Willis, learning how it was done. Now, would learning you ever consider, like, a, say, like, a Paul Blart Moore Cop crossover? <laughs> okay. Like, a new Die Hard sort of thing. Sure. So, so do you think, like... Terrorists take over the mall the that Paul Blart is the yeah. mall cop at. Well, the Mall of America turns out in the Constitution, whoever runs the Mall of America runs America. Of course, right. Well, that was the yeah, backdoor written yeah. by Ben Franklin in the Constitution <laughs> yeah. because, you know, no, he was crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. And so then it all becomes about, of course, Justin Long and Kevin James trying to save <laughs> the Mall of America. Watch the shit out of this movie, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I can see it happening. Did Kevin James have a new TV show called, like, like, A Slice of Kevin or something like that? <laughs> oh like, god, I have to look this up like, now. Something to do with, like, like... No, yeah, I think I... Something to do yeah. with Kevin as Heaven or something like that. Kevin's Heaven? No, it's Kevin. What was it? It was something dumb. I gotta be honest. He's currently on Kevin Can Wait. <laughs> 2016 to Okay, what is, what is the synopsis of that show? Okay, yeah, tell me all about Kevin Can Wait. Kevin Gable is a newly retired Nassau County police officer living okay. in Massapequa... Oh, Jesus. Massapequa, New York on Long Island with wife Donna, daughters Kendra and Sarah, and son Jack. He looks forward to spending time with his family and hanging out with his friends who are also retired officers... Goody, Duffy, and Mott. Okay. However, his elder daughter, Kendra, who was away at college, moves back into town with her unemployed fiancé, Chael, and begin living in the uh... home's garage. Sarah is becoming increasingly difficult with anger management issues, and youngest son, Jack, is a hypochondriac who sees the in-school therapist for anxiety-related issues. Oh, cool. So just hot-taking it about, like, yeah. mental health. Jesus, yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome CBS, I assume. Yeah. Uh, nailed it. It is. <laughs> uh, during the first season, Kevin holds various odd jobs to supplement his retirement income while oh, the family shit. deals with I've several seen issues. An episode of this. <laughs> Which episode did you see? I, I was at a. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was at the gym and um, like on one of the screens because like they always play like, oh shows without uh, video and he played a limo driver and he was a driving around Harry Connick Jr. and the whole like the, the theme of the episode was like his wife being like oh my god Harry Connick Jr. and him being like I know Harry Connick Jr. but he was pretending to be someone else it was it was a whole it was a whole thing man it wasn't like top quality this right. this mm-hmm. plot synopsis for this TV show takes the hardest pivot in the final paragraph. Okay, lay it on me. Season 2 picks up over a year after the events of the first season finale. Donna has been deceased for about a year, leaving the widowed Kevin with the three kids, and now working full-time with his old work rival Vanessa Cellucci in their new security company, Monkey Fist Security. That's a whole different series! It's it's a different... His wife dies, and he has to take care of the kids! So Game of Thrones, dude. <laughs> you thought Donald was the main character? No. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I. Wait, was it Leah Ramini? Was it? Was his fucking wife in this show the no, same no, fucking no, no. wife from I King of Queens? It was a different wife. I think Leah Ramini has now come in. I think they're just making King of Queens again. Yeah. Okay. It was Eric Aaron Hayes as Donna Gable. But who's Leah what is Ramini? Ramini doing this fucking show? Oh, Vanessa Cellucci. So she's his former arch rival who now runs the security Slash firm with him. Probable love, love Probable interest. future love interest, Do you think interest, she's right? just the only Is... person on TV that'll work with him? Listen, I'm going to make a TV show and someone's going to start it with me. You know what? Kevin can wait. And that's the title. <laughs> uh, look, 
Lee Ramini's currently contracted for season <laughs> 12 of The Voice as one of the celebrity <laughs> judges, I can wait until she's ready. Listen, in the meantime... We write, we write in The New Wife, we kill her off season, <laughs> season 1. Season 2, who's that in the mix? Lee Ramini. Do you think... Is it a King of Queens prequel? I think... Uh, maybe. Like, is that how yeah. it like, ties in? Uh, okay. Like, do you reckon the, like, the last line of season 3? Is, is just him just being like, Queens? well, yeah. I guess I'm the king of queens now. Oh, uh, now boom, my, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> my security company's over. I guess I have to become a UPS driver. Is <laughs> that one? That I more know, the, I more know of that show like as a concept than as a mm. as a, an, an avid viewer. Okay. Well, that was enlightening. Should we do a little <laughs> diehard trivia? Yeah, that's the film we're talking about. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> this oh, roaring so fireplace is very, very good. Real cozy. Yeah. It's like one of those. Um, I don't know if you ever. Get those like white noise generators? No, I mean, just I know me. they are. Do you have them? Yeah, for well, you? so yeah, because I work at SciTech. Um, okay. And the main problem I have there is that everyone has really interesting conversations all the time. <laughs> so I need to like put outdoor noises in my ears so that oh. I can actually concentrate on work. I tend to just listen to podcasts or like gangster rap. Now, see, I, I get <laughs> lost. I get lost in the gangster rap, and then. Um, <laughs> Article, yeah, 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 that's true. You can't, yeah. I mean, you're right, you're doing psychom for like the masses, right? That's true. You can't be too spicy with your language. Yeah, I try. Okay, this is pretty weird. In the original script, as in the original novel, the action took place over three days, but John McTiernan was inspired to have it take place over a single night by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. So, in some sense, Die Hard is Shakespearean? If you're going to take so, inspiration right. from anywhere, you know? Yeah, the bard himself. The bard himself, <laughs> exactly. Shall I compare thee to Alan Rickman? Not more lovely and temperate. That was probably something funnier there. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is something that I actually knew. Um, this was the feature film and Hollywood debut of Alan Rickman who had previously only appeared on stage and on British television. He was 41 at the time, and he was nervous about how his first Hollywood role would go, but his outstanding success as Hans Gruber secured a lucrative career in American film. Did you know that Die Hard was the first thing Alan Rickman ever did? Man. He literally started his acting career at 41 fucking years old. Man, what? How? Is that just American films? Uh, I he, think it's films. He'd been on stage and on British television. Yeah. Films at all? Really? And Hollywood. I yeah. find that so hard to believe. How old was he when he... Was he like 69? 67, I want to say. Right. Because we did not get much Alan Rickman. No, but like, what we did was just all so crisp. Yeah, do you remember Dogma? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter? Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. He, uh, love actually, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's shit. He's, He's the common thread. Yeah. He's the Christmas thread. Yeah. I, hate, I hate to break the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 yeah. so should we play our uh, second tagline game? Or yeah, or actually play the game. An actual tagline game. game. Yeah. So, so well, how, okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I was, like, pushed into a corner with love actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. In that everything was like, Love and also actually, actually it is love yeah, in like, the title. It's all actually love. Yeah. So you, yeah, you can probably try and confound us in some of these. It's also 1988, so it's going to have that kind of little old school yeah, yeah, flavor. Yeah. It's got that you know? sting, that uh, yeah. that 88 spice. I would. Because like one thing we found doing this is that like 
some of the old taglines, like obviously this isn't that old, but like the the Planet of the Apes ones, like just the older movies, they're just I mean fucking, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They're so like, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's one thing you can say about modern Hollywood is like they know how to. Market. They do taglines. <laughs> just yeah, they know how to do just, that. just fine. Yeah. So all right, give us some of these taglines. So how's this game no, work? Okay, yeah. So which of these is real? So pick the. So we have one tagline that is correct, mm-hmm. one tagline from another film, mm-hmm. and one tagline that is completely made up. Is a the other use it original? Is the other film Lethal Weapon? No. Mm. Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Give me a minute. No. Yeah. No, no. All right. <clears throat> Number one. 40 stories of sheer adventure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, yep. Keep, keep going. Number two. Welcome to the party, pal. Okay, well, that's a line from Die Hard. I know that. So that could be made oh, up. Or it could fan. be... Number three. If there's a mission no- that no man could survive, then he's the man for the job. That's <laughs> just like, that's so far from really accurately representing that movie. Um, okay, so, alright, so there's a little mind game going on here, right? Because, like, Welcome to the Party Pal is a quote from the movie. Uh-huh. It's something that John McLean says into the, like, well, no, it's when the cop car shows up to, like, he, he calls the cops, a cop does, like, a drive around of the thing and then gets all shot up by the terrorists and, like, reverses down the things and he's like, Welcome to the Party Pal, as he, like, lights <laughs> off his cigarette. I don't know if Jackson knew that and, like, he's, like, trying to, like, fakey fake me out uh, <laughs> or if that is a dead giveaway. But also... 40 stories of sheer adventure is a pretty accurate like representation of the movie. Is it's it a, a 40 story mall? I feel like it's, no, it's an office building. Office. That, that was the Paul Blart one. one. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's, no, there's no mall sorry, involved. Sorry for it's, crossing those wires. Yeah, that was yeah. an Oh, um, are you a big Buffy fan? Uh, yeah. Because there's like a Buffy episode that's like um, a diehard parody. Okay, where no. they're like crawling. It's like in the school and like he gets taken and like crawling around in the vents. And, and, and never mind. Mm, it's parody all the time. I feel like they spend a lot of the time crawling around in the vents in Buffy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've never seen Buffy. I feel like I should really dip in. Mm. You know? Buffy's pretty weird, but pretty cool also. It's next on my list to binge watch. Mm. I've been making my way through it's all It's just like hard to get through all the Grey's seven... Anatomy again and again. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you sort of Every watch day. it, and then like a month later you're like, yeah. oh, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy again. Yeah, yeah. well, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, alright. Uh, i got to go with Welcome to the Party Pal as the real one. The Do you have a vote, Kirsten? What was the third one? The third one was, if there's a mission that no man could survive, then he's the man for the job. So does this... Does this one just not align at well, all no, with it, the plot of the movie? It does. It would just be kind of a weird choice because it makes him sound like more of like a secret agent kind of thing. Whereas he's like a New York cop who just happens to get caught in the crossfire of this thing and like, you know, ends up taking down the wall. And then like later in the later movies, they've started to brand him as more of like a James Bond character. But anyway, I think it's got to be Welcome to the Party, pal. I hope it's that one, because that's actually good. Okay, I'm going to put my money on 40 stories of... Sheer adventure. Sheer adventure. Well, um, that's a good bet, Kirsten, because you're correct. Shit! Yes! <laughs> did you know that quote from the movie, or did you um, pull it from like the quotes page or something? Listen, Google and I have a long, <laughs> established relationship, yep. so I feel like it's kind of like a, a mix there. Um, but I did Google it, yeah. Right, right. so you pulled a quote. I just, I just to use Googled diehard quotes, yeah. yeah right, and okay. so you made up the third one. Um, was no, the third one's from movie? a different movie. Right? Yeah, third one's from a different movie. Mission Impossible? Yeah. Is it Mission Impossible? Uh, Commando. The oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 That's stories. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, here's a problem I have. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've just googled how many floors in Nakatomi like Tower. Four levels of basement or something, though. The answer you is know? 35. You <laughs> <laughs> just round up, right? Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's true. Um, Alright. Number one. <laughs> it's a 35 story skyscraper. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. Alright, the taglines. Yeah. Number one. It will blow you through the back wall of the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Number two, and you'll love this one, Ben. 40 stories, 12 terrorists, one car. 35 stories. Good. That is great. That that accurately describes right. the film. <laughs> Please. I love these ones so much. High above the city of LA, a team of terrorists has seized the building, taking hostages and declared so, a synopsis. One man has managed to escape. An off-duty cop yeah. hiding somewhere inside. He's alone, tired, and the only chance anyone has got... That kind of ties into that commando's uh, tagline. Yeah, I feel like really the concept easy. of tagline has escaped it's, them. Yeah, exactly. There, there, like, there are ones that are just synopses. <laughs> one of the... <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah. ones like, Charlie receives a golden ticket and gets to go to see Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yeah. There he'll overcome like adversity and like all this other sort of bullshit. One of like, the fun of the This is a synopsis. One of the fun of the X ones was the worst one. That, like, Charlton Heston is just like, Captain Taylor has landed on a strange yeah. planet where apes are the masters and men are the beasts of burden. How will he retain his humanity on the planet of the apes? Um, so the next one? Twelve terrorists, one cop. The odds are against John McClane. That's just the way he likes it. Oh, that's pretty yeah, good. That's, that's, that's not bad, yeah. yeah. Next one? He's the only chance anyone has got. <laughs> that's how I feel about Bruno. For Bruno. Yeah, Bruno in general. Bruno's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> It's Christmas Eve in LA and the party. The, it's Christmas Eve in LA and the party action's about to explode. Oh, dot, no. dot, dot. On the 40th floor. <laughs> <laughs> there are only 35 floors in the building! That makes me so mad. Oh, uh, last, uh, second last one. Suspense, excitement, adventure on every level. All 40 of them. Um, <laughs> and then, funnily enough, the last one. 40 stories high, which is suspense, excitement, and adventure. <laughs> they're really doubling down on this 40 stories. I mean, thing. there are like seven taglines, yeah. like five, five of them yeah. reference 40 stories. I'm on the five just doesn't have the same ring. I'm yeah. on the fucking diehard fan wiki for Nakatomi Plaza, and here is how it reads. It is a postmodernly designed 35-story high skyscraper that is a total of 490 feet high. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, should we move on and look at our final movie of the Ooh, evening? Or do you yes. think we're going to keep digging on Die Hard? No, let's... I think we can... Well, right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. What have you brought us, Jackson, like a proud dog like picking a proud up a dog. bone from the yard? Well, you know, you know when your dog brings you something and you're kind of like, what have you done? <laughs> it might be one of those... Okay, alright. Um, please. Please avert your eyes from the screen so you don't... Of course, uh, look away, Kirsten. We'll avert so our eyes. catch any of this goodness. Yeah. Um, so, I went in, uh, I, I, I thought about, like, Love Actually, and, like, I knew that you would die hard because mm-hmm. you we, talk about it about around it. this time every year. Uh-huh. Uh, I was kind of like, ah, oh, like, do I do Miracle 34th Street? I was like, that's not really very mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of other sort of stuff. And so I went through, like, just lists upon lists of different films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably looked at, like, 80, like, different <laughs> Christmas films. And the one I came across... Directed by John Merlowski in 1996. That's a name. Santa with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan. (laughs) 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 Do you know who Hulk Hogan is, Kirsten? He's like that, um, 
WW something. WW yeah, Wrestle guy. Something. They're like, Wrestle yeah, brother, brother, it's me, Hulk Hogan. No, that's that's uh, that's more like Macho Man Randy Savage. No, that's Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania is gonna run wild on yeah. you, brother. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, his yeah, whole yeah. fucking vibe. You do a very good. <sighs> sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, would Jesus. you like me to read you a little? Please, uh, Jackson. Synopsis? So no, did you actually go and watch this? No, no, no. This okay. is literally just like the premise of the film. Right. I saw it and I was oh, like, okay. we should talk about this to see whether we can remake it before before you read the synopsis. Should we try and guess what it's about? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. no, wait. What was the title again? Santa with muscles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so I bet Hulk Hogan is Santa Claus and the elves are on strike and he has to go out old-fashioned strike busting oh. and just oh, like shit. beating the tar out of elves <laughs> at the North Pole. So the elves are the bad guys? I guess. I'm just making it up. <sighs> Either that, or, like, a gang of, like, street toughs have taken over New York City, and he can't, like, provide the kids with presents. Probably because they're communists or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was 96, so probably not. But anyway, so, like, (laughs) Santa has to go and, like, beat up all these street toughs. I bet there's a lot of, like, Santa beating the shit out of people. Okay, no, I reckon. I reckon he's not the real Santa, but he's actually... A guy who puts on a Santa costume... So it's the Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. Photo... I don't takes know, I photos, haven't seen yes. that. Takes photos with kids in a mall. Okay. And then there's a crime in the mall. <laughs> now you're describing Paul Blart more, Just so doing? you know, you're very close. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so it's... Really? <laughs> oh. You're <laughs> describing Paul Blart more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is he a mall Santa? Is yeah, that it? In, in like is, is, he is, is in in Santa with muscles? I think I should just read out the synopsis. Yeah, okay, you, uh, okay, please. Okay, no, yeah. yeah. I was going to go like... Um, Santa stripper. Okay. Like Santa, Santa with muscles, muscles. Sort of yeah. a magic mark mm. sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. cool. Okay. I'm going to read out this logline first and then I'll read that full synopsis. <laughs> okay. So no, first up. An evil millionaire believes he is Santa Claus <laughs> after an accident renders him amnesiac. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and now the synopsis. <laughs> Blake Thorne, Hulk Hogan, is a self-made millionaire who sells bodybuilding supplements and equipment. <laughs> One day, while recklessly playing paintball, he is targeted by police. Recklessly playing paintball? I don't know. I think he just like, didn't have that's a the, Yeah, like, that's the thing that was reckless. Like, can you believe it? He was out there playing paintball! Right, it was 96. He was playing Disgusting. He is chased to a shopping mall where he hides by putting on a Santa costume. Kirsten! <laughs> <laughs> he slides down a garden. Wait, 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 wait. Why was he being chased? Was this part of paintball? He was playing because, it recklessly. Because he's playing it recklessly, so the police were targeting him. <laughs> and he runs away from the police, goes to a mall, dresses in a Santa outfit. He slides down a garbage chute to escape the police and bangs his head, resulting in amnesia. Okay. Mistaken by Lenny, Don Stark, as the mall Santa, Blake begins to think he really is Santa Claus. Meanwhile... <laughs> I can't wait for this. this is one of my favourite pivots <laughs> yep. in the history of Please, Shane. oh god, I can only imagine. Meanwhile... <laughs> meanwhile, the evil scientist Ebna Frost <laughs> and Bagley Jr. Yeah. Bagley Jr.? And Bailey Jr. is in this movie. Jesus. Tries to take over an orphanage in order to gain access to the magic crystals underneath <laughs> it and dispatches his henchmen to destroy it. <laughs> it becomes about magic crystals. I just. Oh, that's uh, too. But I thought your mall good. style was very good. Guys. You got so I close. Was, well, I mean, there's like. 
five different storylines in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, true. one yeah, of yeah, them, yeah. I think, is okay. <laughs> I wonder what the runtime of this movie is. I gotta find out. Alright, it's a tight 97 minutes. Shit, dude. We might have to watch this movie. we might have to. That is amazing. Yeah. So, hang on. It stars Hulk Hogan, Don Stark, Robin Curtis. Oh, oh, if I could go in that cast. Did you snooze on Mila Kunis? Oh, shit. Really? It must be like... Oh, my God. It's Mila fucking Kunis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It must be like one of her first films. She must be a small child in this film. And... I mean, 96, right? Like, she was, like, very young in that 70s show. Mm. Yeah, wow. And, you know, that was filmed in the 70s. Yeah, so <laughs> she's actually probably, like, in her 30s? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she would have been five years old when uh, they filmed Santa with Muscles. So she was probably, like, a mall child. Yeah. There you go. Okay, all right. So let's imagine we're going to remake this movie yeah. now, mm. Santa with Muscles. Who do you think plays Muscle Santa? Yeah. yeah. I, let me tell you, I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. Obvious choice, The Rock. Yes, yes. Is it too obvious, though? And, and he's almost, like, too cool. Yeah, too cool. Like, to do that. Well, then, Could he pull off, what's it, self-made millionaire? I mean, I think he Selling could. bodybuilding supplies? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. somehow. I mean, he is a self-made millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he can definitely but, I mean, do that. Like, you could look at that, you could look at... Um, uh, I personally think Santa with muscles. You'd be hard pressed to find anyone better than Terry Crews. Terry, oh, okay, oh, that's a yeah, great call. Terry yeah, Crews has got to be that in. Movie. Or yeah. alternatively, as a little twist, Tom Cruise. Now, maybe because he's pretty jacked. Tom, as we saw in the Mummy when we did the Mummy as the worst movie we've ever had on this show, <laughs> of course, um, the remake. Until now, <laughs> yeah, until now, uh, yeah. Of course, Tom yeah, Cruise is no, pretty jacked. Uh, what, what do you think about Christian Bale? Because that man is so versatile. He will put on the weight. He will get fucking jacked like you won't believe. Or, to go with someone a little easier maybe, Tom Hardy. He's in everything. Uh, He's huge. He's enormous. We know he can act with weird shit on his face, like a big Santa beard, and (laughs) still maintain... That would be important. Yeah. Although, from the looks of things... Doesn't really have a Santa beard in the promotional well, photo. Obviously, we would in the remake. I mean, obviously. it's just well, I think that was a mistake. Yeah. Can't, yeah. You can't leave. It's probably like a goof. Like, if I look up the goofs on, it'll be like, Hulk Hogan's not wearing the, the beard he was supposed to wear the whole movie <laughs> in most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goof. Yeah. Um, it seems that, like, this is regarded as one of the worst films ever made. Mm-hmm. From, like, the quick scans I've done. It's 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 not it's not great. Um, who, wh- who. Evil Scientist, though. I think that's another really important character to mm-hmm. include, right? Because, mm-hmm. like,. The evil scientist has to carry the whole mystical magic. <laughs> like Christoph the whole, Jones. like, the third pivot yeah, yeah, yeah. that the movie takes. And for me, I think it's hard to go past Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is a very good pick. Let me hit you, though, with, um, what's his name? That guy who is not Michael Sarah. Um... <laughs> The guy, Jason Bateman. Uh, no, no, the Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. Oh, fucking okay. a bit of like a young money yeah. kind of vibe. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. What about Oprah? <laughs> okay, now we're talking. <laughs> so, about that. do you think you buy Oprah as like an evil multinational kind of? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, she's like, after those magic scientists, crystals. and then she's trying to destroy him. And then there's some sort of other message about like she's actually good. Yeah, there's a and Santa, Yeah, ex- and yeah. Santa was wrong, and, and these crystals are actually evil. And in some she's way. been Santa all along. Oh shit! That's the final twist. I mean, the in film the tape. writes itself. Yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> in fact, can we Come delete on. the last like five yeah, minutes of yeah, tape yeah. and just CMTMTM. Yeah, yeah, don't don't even I try and remake this movie. It's still it's so good. Um, 
Should I read some trivia for this movie? Because the first one is just insane. Okay. Which is always a good indication yeah, of things yeah, yeah, to come. Yeah, by all means. According to Businessweek, December 15th, 1997, the executive producer was John and Belford, subject of The Wolf of Wall Street. What? So, Leo DiCaprio's character in Wolf of Wall Street executive produced this fucking movie. Hulk Hogan as Xander with muscles. Was this, like, before he was, like, arrested and shit? Or, like... 1990... When was this movie? Six. 1996. So, yeah, I don't know. So he was just like Jordan Belfort, like fucking Wolf of Wall Street, just like high on coke all Producing the time. Producing movies. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna get Hulk Hogan movie about Father Christmas. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Now there are only two other bits of trivia on uh, <laughs> this this particular movie, so let's go with it. Nice short little one. The original author's draft was changed so much that he sued to have his name removed. <laughs> He really did not want to be attached to this fucking movie. I love that That's whenever like direct or like directors or writers are like, no, nah, I'm yeah, this is not like, bad. But like, yeah. don't you kind of want to see the original script and like see if like, yeah. okay, maybe there's like ten minutes of like Muscle Santa and then like ninety minutes mm. of Magic Crystals? Well, or, like, what I would like to see is what the original script was called. Yeah, because if the original script was called Santa with Muscles. I think that's your first issue. What if the like, original script is called Sad with Muscles and also Magic Crystals <laughs> under an orphanage? I mean, that's like a synopsis at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so here's a critical response to this movie. Mm -hmm. Chris Hicks, writing for the Deseret News, stated that films such as Santa with Muscles make films like Jingle All the Way look better, and said that Hulk Hogan makes Arnold Schwarzenegger seem like Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> That's so fucking brutal to Hulk Hogan. Fucking oh, classic. God. Reception for Santa with Muscles has continued to be negative and is currently listed on IMDb's bottom 100 movies. Oh my god. That is fucking something. That's an achievement. That, yeah. Yeah, that's Jesus. just all the movies out Because at a certain point you make a film so bad that people just... are kind of like, ah, oh, it's actually not that bad. And they'll like start watching it for like, you know, just like yeah, yeah. irony's sake. Yeah. When Golden Globe nominee Mila Kunis, who made a film debut, was asked about the film in 2011 by GQ, she said, I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. I just thought he was this huge man. <laughs> While comparing the film to American Psycho 2, in which she starred with William Shatner. Jesus. <laughs> so her and Don Stark, who's also in this movie, were both later on that 70s show. Don Stark plays Lenny, the security guard, who mistakes him for the mall Santa, I guess. And Don Stark was, okay, one of the dads. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Well, are you, does that wrap you for, um... They're asking for trivia on, um, Santa with muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So, what do you think? Should we, should we talk taglines for this movie? Yeah, we can I'm, briefly do taglines. There are I'm many. very excited to hear the taglines <laughs> I mean, movie. unfortunately, I think a film like this, you're not going to spend that much on the whole promotional budget. You're not going to have... You're, very many It's just going to be like yeah, the Hulk, okay. Hulkamania runs wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if only. Yeah. Um, I can talk you through. I believe there are actually only two official taglines. Oh, okay, film. okay. Give them to so, me. So, I'm going to quick. Bring them in First hard. of all, I'm actually going to play a little, little game. Okay. So I'm going to read out three. You, you tell me which one you think it okay. is. Okay, yeah, yeah, please. Played it before. Nice and quick. Number one. He's the world's coolest dad and he's going to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no way that's it. Number two. You thought you didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. Dot, dot, dot. Just dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Okay. Number three. He's arrived in the St. Nick of Time. Oh, okay. I think he's arrived in St. Nick of Time has got to be the Santa Claus by Tim Allen. Mm. By Tim Allen. Starring Tim Allen. About Tim Allen. I love that movie. Um, uh? 
Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's got to be number two. Because mm-hmm. number one... I mean, look, I haven't seen the film. Just having heard the synopsis, there was nothing about him being the world's coolest dad. <laughs> I just didn't feature in the synopsis of the movie at all. So I'm going to rule that one right out. But I don't know, uh, there are orphans... And there are magic crystals. That's Who's true. There are magic crystals. Who's to say that he's There's not? The magic crystals. That's true. Yeah, I mean, cool I, I would believe there was a sixth subplot in the yeah. movie about him being a cool dad. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I can't know that because I haven't seen the film. So I, I can only go on the facts have been presented with. Yeah. A little hint. Father Christmas. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, well, let's give me something to think. Really think. It, it doesn't. Think. I'm still going to <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm, go- I'm gonna stick with number one. Okay. Um, Lay it on us, Jacko. Well, you're both wrong, because yeah. he's arrived at the same Nick. Oh, oh no! Yeah. What was the one you made up? Um, uh, I didn't actually make up either of these. Oh, but... where are they from? So, the first one, he's the world's coolest dad, and he's gonna prove it. Funnily enough, is from the 1998 film, Jack Frost. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> yeah that, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and the second one, you thought you didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore, dot dot dot, is actually Rare Exports. Uh, that 2010 Santa Claus based oh, horror film. Wow. Yeah. That's. And then the other tagline for this film he's naughty, he's nice, and he's coming to save Christmas. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's. So, wow. Those are some. I feel like it has to be like different time periods, right? Like, he's naughty, scrap that now. He's nice, <laughs> and then move on from that. He's coming to save Christmas. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's three distinct time moves here. Yeah. Well, it has to yeah. be. Yeah, I suppose for a movie with that many disparate yeah. pivots and plots. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a 97 minute movie. It's probably like in thirds, right? Yeah, the, yeah. First third of the film, he's naughty. For, for, Second third, right. he's nice. Yeah. Last third, he's coming to save Christmas. That makes he's coming sense. to save the magic yeah. crystals under the orphanage. Yeah. yeah. Like act one, the he's a high powered business executive playing reckless paintball. Mm-hmm. Act two, he's a mall Santa. Act three, he's fighting Ed Begley Jr. for yeah. magic crystals under an orphanage. <laughs> That's amazing. So I guess that kind of brings us to the uh, still interested treatment of classic and not so classic Christmas films. Yeah. Um, what are you guys doing over Christmas? Because of course, you know, it's Christmas Eve right now. Yeah. We're all sitting Obviously, together on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Um, drinking eggnog. I'm about <laughs> yeah. to watch Die Hard. Yeah. So. The, the thing I actually love is that the podcast episode of this should come out on the 21st of December. So it's back in time. <laughs> but in being Gravy Day. Right, uh, the Paul, oh, Kelly Paul Kelly's gravy, gravy Day. day. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course. For any fans of uh, How to Make Gravy, the Paul Kelly classic, classic Australian Christmas song, anthem. It's the twenty first of December. Now and ringing the last bell. Yeah, I've actually spent so much time in like the last couple of days being like, I wonder if I could just like email Paul Kelly and be like, oh, Jesus, can I just use How to Make Gravy on the a podcast? Start of this dumb podcast. Because <laughs> imagine that, like. We can just do it anyway. Seeing as we did not shy away from using copyrighted material we don't own on the last episode of our podcast. But that was like The Simpsons, and they're hacks now. I don't want to fucking Paul Kelly. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, you heard it here first. You fucking heard it here first. Yeah, Mel Brooks. (laughs) Yeah, you fucking... Who were the other ones? Matt Matt Groening. You fucking... You've been put on notice. Curio's coming for you. Yeah. (laughs) I have no part in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> My name's Kirsten Flint. Find me and send me your lawsuit. Yes. And I work at Cytex, yeah. so you know, don't I'm fuck with the... us there either. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You don't believe what we could do. No, yeah. what are you guys doing for Christmas? Other than playing um, How to Make Gravy on loop 
on loop. Yeah, I um, I've got like some my dad's side of the family, um, my whole Spanish side of the family. They're actually going on. So some of them are going on uh, a holiday. So rather than doing Boxing Day like we normally do, uh, we're doing that on Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. instead of doing like a, a Christmas Eve thing with Mum's side of the family, we're sort of doing like a small Christmas Eve thing and like a small Boxing Day thing. So it's kind of like three days of feasting, which is always mm-hmm. nice. sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very disruptive. You got to cook anything? Sorry, you got to cook anything? Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bake a carrot cake. I reckon that would have some nog. Yeah, yeah for sure, dude. I'll make some nog. I always make some nog. Yeah, and also because like no one in my family is a big fan of nog, and I'm always like, you're all so dumb. It like, is. is it because they just haven't tried this yeah. recipe? They've always just had the like store bought out the car and that sort of thing. Whereas like, like the, the homemade stuff, and it's so easy. like it took us like what like fifteen minutes, if that, if that yeah. to whip yeah. out. Yeah. It's very. We should have recorded that and like that's more like. Curio cooking video, and then underneath like TM 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, cooking with Curio, yeah. and how about gravy plays over that? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas, Kato? Um, we're at lunch with the extended fam. Oh uh, yes, got the seafood and the cherries and whatnot. And- the crackers. Yeah, and we do oh. the we do the thing with the um, Secret Santa game where oh the Chris Crindle. People get really mean about you it. Steal them. It's lots of fun. Yeah. <laughs> steal them. Make that game, dude. Yeah. I, I had one of those at a, a friend's Christmas party recently. I got number one in the draw. Oof. No, and I was like, oh no, I'm in for it now. Because <laughs> yeah. you want to be last, right? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, you that's do. the only yeah. way it's fun. So I got a, yeah. I got a fucking punch bowl. And uh, like, oh, that's okay. yeah, like glasses and things. It was awesome, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm so stoked at this." There is no way it's not going to get stolen. Didn't get stolen. What? I was the first draw. Got to keep my punch ball. So uh, that's yeah, good. that was a good Christmas nice. for me. Yeah, good on you. I'm uh, doing Christmas Eve with my girlfriend and her family and their mm. Swedish friends. Hey. And then Christmas Day, I got to cook lunch for like my whole family. I got to do like a turkey and like a lamb shoulder or something, and then like. Really, know, something else. Really adulty of you. I, don't know, I, did, I did last year. I, I love it, man. It's oh, super fun. Um, yeah, no, fucking cook them up. Turkey on the Weber, fucking lamb oh, in the oven, nice. doing it upright. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, beautiful. It's all happening, but of course, I'll also be drinking lots of the salt brown eggnog and watching <laughs> yeah. Die Hard. Oh. And uh, I'm gonna do the same with a bit of uh, the old love, actually. Maybe. Oh, oh that's nice. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll wrap up then mm. on on uh, on a more genuine note than we usually do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from all of us here at Curio Network, uh, except for uh, the other two active podcasters of Curio Network, That's Thomas true. Owen, who well I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> and Grace Chapel, who's currently in Europe. Hey, Grace, having Christmas yeah. with the family over I there. I think Tom might be in Europe as well. I don't know. He yeah. he might have just got like just a spontaneous does, trip. He does what he wants. He's hard to pin down. Exactly. Though. He's very hard to find. Usually, we get him in the studio for like one day, and we record six months worth of HGW lead, <laughs> yeah. and then we just like pass it out slowly. Yeah, yeah. And then we just have like a little machine that's just kind of like really gruff Australian swear words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just kind of like prep, put them into the mix. It's a sound. Like, it out. Yeah, that's why we've never filmed HWA. Because yeah, what you would it. see would be Jackson and I sitting there <laughs> with like two yeah. computers representing yeah, ben, Grace ben, and Tom. Ben, yeah, Ben on the Grace soundboard, me on T. Yeah, yeah, just be yeah, like playing them all. It would be really It's like a live DJ sound. It's incredible. We actually should film it because it really sounds good. I'd like to watch that. At this point, we're really good at it. It's all one take now. Yeah, there's no editing involved in that show because we do the whole thing live but, um, <laughs> at any rate genuinely thank you for watching if you have and listening to Still Interested Merry Christmas to you and yours from all of yeah. us here at Curio happy even holidays. those who aren't yeah or happy holidays or whatever fucking whatever you like whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah go fuck yourself have a good time I'm not a Christian I don't 
Well, that's that's the ending of the show. Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Yusid. We are produced by me, Grace Chappell. Editing by Jackson Yusid. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and SI Curio Show. We'll see you in a few weeks. Christmas time, I need you. You take my jaded heart and make it full of joy. Cause you still care to put some magic in the air for every man and woman, girl and boy. And when you're here, I wish that you would stay forever, but you don't. No, you always go away And when you're gone I wish that we were still together But we're not And it has to be It has to be this way